pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 322. Today I'm going to chat with Felipe Salazar from AccuTac, discuss the fight against New York's good moral character requirement, highlight a new shotgun from Escort. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Felipe, how are you doing today? Eva, I am doing fantastic today. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually recording this show just a little bit earlier than I usually do, and that's because I'm going away on vacation this week. I'm going to Florida to go fishing, which I haven't been fishing in forever. So I'm really excited about it. But hopefully, thanks. um, But hopefully by the time the show comes out, future me will be well rested because man, I need a vacation. (laughs) Um, Sounds like you do need a vacation. Have you ever done deep sea fishing in the past? I have. So believe it or not, the only fishing that I've done has been in the ocean. I've not gone fishing in lakes or anything, even though I live in Colorado. And so that's just kind of what I'm used to. But what I love about it, like, especially in the ocean is I'm going to sound like Forrest Gump for a second, but like, I love it because you just never know what you're going to get. Like, you never know what you're going to catch. And you could be catching, you know, some seaweed with some crabs on it. You could actually catch like fish that you could eat. Or uh, right now, the people that I'm going down to meet, they've been catching sharks. Like they're, they caught like this little tiny hammerhead shark. And then they caught like a really big shark. Of course, they're wow. releasing them, but I'm pretty excited for that. So, yeah, no, that sounds like an amazing getaway for sure. I think you'll have a blast. Yeah, and how can you not have a blast catching sharks? Are you kidding me? I that's know. Like, <laughs> I mean, like catching one fish is one thing, but a shark. I mean, there's a little danger aspect of it. So that sounds right? pretty exciting. I know. Yeah. yeah so. Me up. Yeah, well, you know, we should really what we should do is like do an industry trip where we all go fishing. Because I know a lot of people in the firearms industry, they love to fish. We need to plan Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Being outdoors, you know, is such a thing for our industry, you know, whether you're hunting or fishing or just oh, yeah. camping or just out there. I think most of us do all of the above because uh-huh. it's kind of aligns with who we are, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so before we start talking about AccuTech, I'm going to talk about BSF barrels real quick. I know I always talk about their barrels, but they also have compensators. I just recently put one on my gun. They have long ports on the top two thirds of the comp for eliminating muzzle rise and additional ports straight out the front to help keep the recoil impulse linear. They're two inches long, and if you're ordering them with a BSF barrel, they can be pinned on a 14.5 inch barrel to be compliant for a rifle, which you can ask BSF barrels to do when ordering them. You know, if you buy them together, they come in polished stainless steel, and you can get them in half by 28 for 5.56, half by 28 for 9 millimeter, and 5.8 by 24 for 30 cal and under. They're super effective, and then they also look really good. Remember to use the code ELITE15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, all one word. You're going to get 15% off, and that is bsfbarrels.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
Felipe, I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. I've been a huge fan of your bipods. And you guys just make some like really, I mean, I'm just going to say it, some just like really nice high-end bipods. You know, I have one on my gun and it's by like by far my favorite. But before we start talking about AccuTech, uh, which you guys specialize in bipods, tell me a little bit about yourself and like how you got into this industry. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to do that. If I, well, you know what? I've been in manufacturing my whole adult life. You know, shortly after high school, I went in construction. Then I fell into uh, a machine shop world and I started learning the manufacturing world. So as a young man, I got into the machining and making parts, uh, mainly for the off-road world. And then, um, so that's about me is I've been in manufacturing my whole adult life. Uh, and I actually started my manufacturing business when I was 26. I'm now 46, so that's uh, going on 47. So what are the 20 years? I was going to say, I was like, so what, like five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish, somewhat I wish. But uh, so, yeah, so, you know, kind of going over myself, it's, I've been in manufacturing. I love it. Eva. I, I feel like uh, I'm made for it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like natural thing for me to understand metal and cutting tools and machinery and all of that whole entire process that it takes. And it's, so I've just been doing that my whole life. I love it. So that's a little bit about me as far as kind of where I come from and mm -hmm. my beginnings and all that. What did you start manufacturing? You know, when I, I mean, I've made a little bit of everything, and I mean everything. I've had my hands on, I've worked with a lot of companies, a lot of different projects. I mean, in my early years, before I had my own business and I was in the machine shop industry, I did a lot of projects with Yamaha, Suzuki, Honda, uh, a lot of the off-road or the motocross world. Then we got into like the trophy truck and buggies, sand buggies, really high-end sand buggies. Mm -hmm. Made a lot of different components for those cars because those cars are all custom. Then I got into the manufacturing parts for boats, like race boats, high-end boats sport boats. From there, we've done stuff for uh, just equipment, you know, bicycles, general equipment, things like that, a little bit of aerospace. And then I just got into the whole gun thing. I just fell in love. I've always been a gun guy. I've always loved guns. I've always owned guns, played with them. But then I kind of got serious into the sport. And that's kind of when the whole AccuTech thing was created because I kind of wanted more hands-on the thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, oh. at one point, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, have but were you always like a, a long range shooter, or you know, yeah. I mean, because typically, you know, you want a really good bipod, especially if you're shooting like PRS or something like that. So totally. So so no, at the beginning, I was just your average shooter, right? And I got into the sport, wanted better equipment, wanted better things. I started. Then I start. I did start wanting to get into the long range game, right? Because being at the range and shooting up close quarters, it got boring for me. Mm -hmm. So I wanted experience. I got into the rifle thing. Once I started playing with that and my gear got better and I wanted to spend a little more money on gear, I realized that I would go buy some products and, you know, I'm not going to name brands here out of respect, but they didn't have the quality to justify the price mm -hmm. in my standard. Being in manufacturing, being a guy that knows how to what metal, how it's made, and all that good stuff, 
I thought about this is too expensive. Like this is not worth it. And I was inspired. I'm like, you know what? I think I can do something a little bit better. Bring a more a better quality a product that is American made because you never really know where, where products are made, right? You just mm-hmm. don't know. So I figured, you know what? I would like to start something that is actually made in America, hundred percent using American materials, American labor, American everything that's got the quality I want, because since I'm in manufacturing, I'm a little more selective, I would say, on you know, build quality and, and texture and functionality. And mm-hmm. I was just inspired about to just build something that wasn't being made, right? And I figured, look, if someone's going to spend $300 or $400 on a bipod, I think it should have a certain level of quality, uh, functionality, and durability, I felt everything I was a buying didn't have didn't have those criteria. They just didn't. They broke. I broke a few of them, and I was upset. I'm like, man, I'm already seven hundred dollars into all these products, and I I have to go buy another one because the warranty is not there, right? These products were not warranted. So I wanted to build something different, and that's kind of where I was really inspired. And I go, you know, I can do this better, and I gave it a, I gave it a shot, and that's when the whole Accutat idea was born. <laughs> and how long ago was this? This was back in 2016, 2015-ish, around there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember the first time seeing your products, and it was maybe like five years ago, six years ago. It wasn't that long ago, though, but I just remember thinking... forever. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking, I was like, wow. I was like stunned by, you know, how like robust it was. And also even like how easy it was to use because some of the bipods that I've used in the past, it was like, I mean, it was like a whole process to, you know, to to alter the height of it. And by that point, it was like, yeah. So like you were like you guys, one thing that I realized with yours is it just made it a lot easier to use. Yeah. So. That was the goal. I mean, that was always the goal. But as, as we use products, I well, you know what? If I was going to change something, why would I change? And like you said, some things, some features are difficult to maneuver, right? To mm-hmm. extend, yeah. adjust. And I go, there's got to be a better way than when you're laying down prone. You want to adjust your, your bipod, whether you want to uh, you know, lift it up, lower it down. Yeah. There's got to be an easier way to do it. So like, that was the challenge. It's Without- how you make that works a little bit smoother, a little easier to play with, a little bit easier to utilize. Yeah, without but, having to work out your abs and your lower back muscles. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, that is, it's just, it, you know what? To remove the frustration, because I don't know about you, but you can get really frustrated when you're on a time schedule, whether you're competing or you're hunting, and you got to make a quick adjustment, and it's not going smooth, and it's not adjusting. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. That was the goal is like, how do you make a product that's just easy to use and keep it simple, right? But then give it the aesthetics that just looks good and feels good and the durability. You know, a lot of products, if I felt they're not durable enough, right? And that bothered me, especially if it's a premium product. Now I get it. If you're buying a $60 prod, bipod and you use it for six months and it breaks, well, you get what you pay for. Nice. But when you're spending hundreds of dollars and then the thing breaks, and then you call the factory and go, hey, this broke And they go, well, tough luck, order another one. I got to tell you, you you can only do that so much until you're pretty much upset and you're going to go, this sucks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to change that. That's the thing about Accutech, about that. What we do, 
We build this so it looks good, it feels good, it's easy to use, it has the quality, and it has the warranty and the durability we expect from a high-end product. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's Our stuff, is, it just doesn't break. It's yeah. designed so it, it's overbuilt mm-hmm. in a way. And it's not on purpose. It's so it can, it can endure war. I mean, we've had soldiers put this stuff to the test and it doesn't let them down. I mean, they just last. I'm going to take a quick break. Talk about gators. And so really exciting news. I think I kind of hinted upon this a few episodes ago is I was looking at the Gator website and I saw that their blast shields, which are kind of my new like favorite frames, especially for, you know, on the range. I saw that they had different lens colors, like they hinted that there was like 20. But then when you click on it, there wasn't any colors that showed up. Well, they have finally come out. I've just got the dark purple, light purple. They have them in uh, orange and yellow and like all kinds of colors. Best of all, so it's anti-fog. They have this anti-fog coating, uh, hydroelio coating, which makes it water and grease repellent, UV 400 protection. I mean, all kinds of stuff like you're not just getting something that looks good, but you're also getting something that's like good quality glasses. And then they also have a case that is it's called the array case. And you're able to hold your so your glasses with the frames and then two other lenses so that you could easily, you know, change them out depending on the situation, you know, with the sun or the sun goes down or you go from indoors to outdoors. So definitely check it out. It's called the Blast Shields. And if you use the URL gators.com forward slash Ava 15, all one word, it's a URL, you'll get 15% off that entire order. Felipe, tell me about the lineup that you guys have right now with all the bipods. And then also we'll touch upon uh, some of the new stuff that you guys have coming out. Yeah, absolutely. For as far as our lineup, Ava, we have from a smallest model, which is our BR4. Then we go to an SR5. Then we go to, you know, we used to have an LR10. We took it out of the lineup because it just, we felt it was just not needed to complement the line. So we have the, uh, again, BR4, the SR5, and uh, an FC, an FC class. We have a PC. We have an, the HD, which is the heavy duty version of that. Uh, and now we have the FD which is, uh, we call it FD for fast deployment. It's a, it's basically a modified version of the other models for competition. And it has to do with the way the legs deploy for speed. And now our latest is our HydroPod. Yeah, That's so this one. I saw that at Truricon and that was really cool. And I really like that because, especially if you're shooting for a long range, you know, you sometimes just need like the very slightest movement to get your hits on target. And then I would assume it's kind of quicker too because you're not messing with, like you can stay in your position and you're not messing with the right. bipod. Um, yes, yeah, not exactly that, Eva, exactly that, you know. You know, I don't know if you've ever paid attention, but when you got these ELR guys who are extreme long range competing mm-hmm. and they're on the clock and they're trying to engage different targets, they have to make height adjustments, right? Mm-hmm. And they're always fighting their pads in the rear. And it's kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, that's what they've done for years. It's part of the game. So that's what we try to solve is how do you get these guys to make height adjustments 
quickly and smoothly and precisely without having to move your body out of position. And like you mentioned, if it is to stay on the scope, because if you can stay on the scope, you can look at your targets, you can see where you need to go. So you don't have to overdo your adjustment. So that's what it does. And it's, it's awesome. We love it. So for anybody who doesn't know exactly what it is, can you kind of explain how it works and what the system has to be hooked up to in order for it to be, you know, like the hydro aspect of it? That yeah. It up so basically, yeah, absolutely. Eva. So the hydro part, obviously, we call it the hydro part because it's hydraulic. It actually functions with fluid. So the bipod itself in the center body is has a small piston in there. And then there's a little small hose with a little remote that's also filled with fluid. And basically on the remote part, as you twist the knob, it basically transitions the fluid from the remote into the bipod. And what it does is you're basically compressing a piston and it's going to lift it, kind of like similar to how you brake caliper in your car works. You push the pedal, you know, the caliper obviously squeezes the brake fast. In this case, it lifts up the bipod, the center body. So again, if you're on the gun, you put the remote wherever you want. You can have it next to you. You can have it on the gun. You twist the knob. It's going to obviously use hydraulic pressure to just give you a, a slight elevation. Or you can obviously go up and down both ways. And I'm very minute, very precise adjustment. And it's a knob just kind of like on your scope. So it's just a, a round knob. And so it, it works that way. With, so with hydraulic fluid. And you're able to make the micro, very smooth adjustments as you stay on the scope and you're looking at a target that's a mile out, you know, 17, 2,000 yards out. As you know, Eva, when you're, when you're shooting at that distance, if you make a very small adjustment on your end, mm-hmm. you're shifting the impact point drastically, right? Yeah. You don't have to move your gun two inches to move two feet over there. I mean, one, I mean, one tiny, very minute movement on your end could be 10, 20, 30 feet out there easily, maybe yeah. even more. Yeah. So that's the challenge is how do you make a height adjustment that's just that small? And these guys, they struggle with that. So this bipod basically through the center of hub, it allows it to go up and down very smoothly in a very minute way and give you those adjustments when you're beyond a thousand and it's, it works really well. Hmm. And it isn't available on your website yet. It's available for pre-order, correct? Well, I think it is. Now you're, yeah, I, I think it is. It should be. I mean, hopefully <laughs> so by the time this comes out. Now. Okay. It should be on the website. We have them in stock. Yes. No, they're they're ready to go. Okay. They are ready available for order so that we have them in stock. So, yeah, this should be. Anybody that wants one should be able to get their hands on one. Okay, perfect. And as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. And have you seen like a huge uptick in people getting involved in long range shooting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have I seen it? And it's, you know, I think people are just the whole sport in general, I think has grown tremendously, right? Mm. Just the whole market itself. I think a lot more people are being involved. They're training, they're practicing, and people are just pushing the envelope. You know, I mean, shooting. 300, 400 yards, it's not that hard anymore. And people are uh, pushing the envelope. And I think a lot of people, I know all my friends are obviously into it. And a lot of people just want to be able to shoot a mile. It's That's like the thing. It's And it's kind of common. And I mean, look at all these co- companies like building better, better barrels, mm-hmm. better uh, uh, chassis, better ammunition, yeah. better optics. I mean, that all those products is the demand 
of the people wanting to just go further and further and pushing the envelope. I think it's, I, I believe I've seen it. I think it's it's growing tremendously. I think it's it's going to keep on growing. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think that that's actually perfectly put is everything's getting better and, you know, hitting a target at three, 400 yards is like super easy nowadays and people want to be a little bit more challenged. I completely yes. agree. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. Mantis, in addition to like the X system or the laser academy, they also have an accessory that you need to check out to use with either one. The TRT tap rack dry fire safety training aid is specifically designed for firearms that require a mag to be inserted in order to fire, or if you simply want to practice dry firing and incorporate mag changes. What the TRT does is it keeps your magazine from engaging the last round slide lock. It's essentially like a rubber dummy round that you load in your mags that depresses the follower, but it only has about half of the round there so that the action won't load it into the chamber when you rack it. So in other words, it will keep your follower depressed no matter how many times you rack the slide during your dry fire. And they come in three packs available for 9, 40, 45, and 556. Check it out, mantisx.com. Felipe, I'm just on your website right now and I'm like, man, you have so many bipods. It's crazy. How many do you have right now that, you know, I know you said you took one off. How many active bipods do you have that people can choose from? You know, heck, let me even check. Sometimes I even forget. I think we have like 10. I mean, we have like the BR4, we have the SR5, we have obviously the FD4, FD5. So all of our bipods are going to come in a four or a five. And that's because it has longer legs, which it gives you more height adjustment. So we have obviously a BR4, SR5, and FD4, FD5. We have a PC4, we have a PC5, we have an FC4, we have an FC5. Then we have, am I forgetting one here? I don't even know how you keep in, like, <laughs> you remember. Yeah, and then we have obviously the HD50, you know, and then we have the hydro pod. And, and the hydro, we might even convert into different models as well. Yeah. You know, you know the challenge, Eva, is when we, every time I develop a new product, People will always give us their opinion, and I always look for the bottleneck or the one thing that's missing mm-hmm. for a certain discipline. And that's kind of why we have so many, because believe it or not, this, this they all sell well. Then there's so many niches, and there's so many people that just want to be so precise and so meticulous about what they're doing that it, they need a different bipod. Mm-hmm. You know, you got guys that are running 50 pound rifles, you know, then you got guys that want a seven pound rifle and everything in between. Yeah. And you'll have the looks and then you do you want it to pan? Do you want it to not pan? Yeah. Do you want it to be shorter? Do you want it to be taller? Do you want it to, you know, it's all these little things that we develop. Every time we develop one, we test it, it goes to the market and then always people are like, hey, if this did this, it would be so much cool. And we're like, you know what? That makes sense. Why don't we make one? that can do that because some people may want it. And that's kind of where we ended up now. And then we even have new stuff coming. But right now, I mean, we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And I think I feel like I'm missing one. (laughs) Right. So we definitely have like 10 or 11 different models 
of our bipods. And that's just to be able to take care of everyone's needs at different uh, shooting uh, disciplines, mm-hmm. you know. And if yeah. you're a SWAT guy, you know, you shouldn't be on the walls. So you're the guy that's shooting on, there's just so many options. Yeah, I can see it. It definitely makes sense. I mean, I think that bipods are definitely one of those things where one size doesn't necessarily fit all, especially when you're doing, you know, yeah, exactly. Like when you're shooting at such a long distance and then kind of like to wrap it up. So I have to ask, like, are you guys thinking about expanding beyond bipods maybe in the future? Or at this point, you're just like, nope, we're going to be strictly bipods and just kind of, you know, like be the go to company for bipods. You know what? That's a great question. So, you know, early on, we did have a few other products. And then as the bipod, basically, like the demand grew, we stayed with it. I had to make a decision, you know, and it kind of goes back to that saying where it says, like, what do they say? Uh, Jack of all trades. Yeah. Master of none. none. Yeah. So it's one of those things like, do we want to do one thing very, very well? Or do we want to do a bunch of stuff and just kind of just tap into a kinds of stuff. And for me, I'm a quality guy. If I, I like quality. I like to do a good job. I want to deliver the best that I can. And for that, you got to focus. You got to focus. You got to learn. Uh, so I said, right now, we're very, very much focused on the bipods because I feel we still have some growth to do. Mm. I got new products coming. I got new things coming. So I'm not done feeding that market. As far as quality and innovation and ideas, I'm not done. But as we expand, you know, Acutech's a brand that uh, has recognition for quality. We have respect in the industry. So there might be other products that we want to tap into because maybe it's needed. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a challenge down the road, Eva, because you don't, you don't know, right? You don't know. But I definitely want to perfect and master the corner of bypass. I really want to make sure we cover that. And when I feel it's exhausted, then I think we'll go into other products. But for right now, I want to really fine tune and build the most amazing bipods the market has, will have, and stand behind it. So that's kind of the idea for today, yeah. at least for this year and next year. For anyone who wants to check out your bipods and the new Hydro Bipod, what is your website? Well, www.acutac.com. So Acutac A. C-C-U-T-A-C.com. Okay, perfect. And then from there on that website, you can also find your social media. Um, Absolutely. You're on Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. All, the, all that stuff, yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, so moving on with the rest of the show, IWI. If you guys are looking for a really rugged and reliable gun, definitely check out the Galil Ace from IWI. I have the Gen 2. I got it chambered in 7.62 by 39, but you could also get it in 5.56, 5.45 by 39, and then 7.62 NATO. One of the best things about the Galil is that it shares a lot of the features of an AK. So if you like AKs, you know, I think this gun would be perfect for you, but the charging handle is on the left side. So the manual of arms is easier for those not used to AKs. It's kind of like best of both worlds. I think it's a little bit more of a luxurious AK, if you will, but it is one of my favorite guns. And then you could also get it in the rifle version. 
check it out, IWI.us. While you're there, if you find anything in the accessories department in their web store, which they have all kinds of stuff, I definitely recommend checking that out. I think you'll be surprised as to what you find. I mean, they sell a lot of other company stuff too in, in their web store. Use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics. So it's deja vu all over again. Within days of the Supreme Court's landmark Bruin decision back in 2020, which overturned the proper cause requirement as unconstitutional, state lawmakers rushed to pass an equally vague and subjective good moral character clause to fill the void and ban citizens from obtaining a firearms license. They did this knowing it was unconstitutional and in clear violation of the directives from SCOTUS and the Bruin decision. On October 24th, a federal court concluded that the state's change in law kept the good moral character and good cause language before and after Bruin with minor changes to defy the decision but remains unconstitutional. The case involved Brooklyn resident Joseph Shore, hopefully I'm saying that right, who applied for a permit to process rifles and shotguns and then later handguns in his home for protection. His applications were denied back in 2019 because he lacked, quote unquote, good moral character and the good cause existed for denying his permit. At the time, factors used in denying for lack of good moral character included a, quote, a poor driving history, failure to disclose a complete arrest history, and an unwillingness to abide by the law. In Swore's case, he was denied for his derogatory driving record, which came from two violations which occurred on a jet ski. Can you imagine that? (laughs) Well, like at first I was like, okay, you know, driving record, but then on a jet ski. This was used as proof of, quote unquote, an inability to abide by laws and regulations showing a lack of moral character and failure to disclosure prior arrests, which uh, were sealed from 1995 to 1996, where the charges were dismissed. U.S. District Judge John Cronin, Cronin, examined both versions of the law pre and post Bruin and found that like the proper cause uh, standard thrown out by Bruin found the authorized licensing officials to quote, make a judgment called about the character temperament and judgment of an applicant without an objective process. In other words, there was no clear standard or definition to follow and they could be arbitrary. Judge Cronin wrote the very notions of good moral character and good cause are inherently exceedingly broad and discretionary. Someone may be deemed to have good moral character by one person, yet a very morally flawed character by another. Such unfettered uh, discretion is hard, if not impossible, to reconcile with Bruin. Judge Cronin also wrote that the government attorneys weren't prepared and could not provide evidence that the laws had a historical justification. Because this judgment occurs every time a licensing official applies these provisions, they are unconstitutional and a permanent injunction is plainly warranted in this case. The new scheme has been thrown out, but I guess we'll see what lawmakers try to do next to defy the decision. Which, I mean, can you believe that? It's, I mean, you know, it's all arbitrary. And so it's like how somebody could even justify 
having this a lot is just ridiculous. It's very frustrating in my book. Mm -hmm. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. I'm here with Cato, who I met at the Nashville Rose Retreat. I've had her on two other times, but to continue with our interview, Cato, I have to know, have you kept in touch with anyone since the retreat? Absolutely. I On Facebook, at least right now, we've been doing a lot of talking between Almeida and Amy, uh-huh. which I adore them both. It's uh, refreshing to have such positive people. Working with SIG and making great comments for women on the Facebook uh, Rose by SIG Sour page. They are always posting something that's uplifting, something positive, something humorous, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. Great folks. I'll tell you, that particular group of women that we had in Nashville just really seemed to gel very well. And a very, very cohesive group. I just was real excited to meet all the ladies. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also, I'm part of the Rose Community Facebook group, and I love that group. It's interesting because there's all different experience levels there. There's, you know, people who are like, hey, what is this that came in my box? And it's just a chamber indicator to show that, you know, the chamber is clear. But like, if you didn't know that, if you're, if you're brand new and you're just like, what's this extra little thing hanging from my gun? Um, so we get questions like that all the way up to, you know, do you guys prefer this holster to that holster to, you know, types of ammo and stuff. And so I thought, I just think, you know, in general, it's just a great group and a great source of, you know, resources for a lot of people with, you know, women in general with all different experience levels. And so I've, I've gotten, you know, quite a bit of enjoyment and I'm sure that you've probably added quite a bit with your knowledge. I'm sure that, you know, people are very thankful to have you part of that group because you have all of your experience and you could help answer a lot of these questions. Well, it's always fun just to see the mix of ideas and I love it personally. I just, I find it refreshing to see that women are lifting one another up and are providing good, solid answers to some great questions. Mm-hmm. We're, if one person is asking it, you can jolly well bet there are 15 more that are afraid to say that they don't know. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the retreat, we were all given the rose box, which comes with the gun, the safe, snap cap, speed loader, all kinds of goodies. But in addition to that, it also comes with Lena's training videos. Have you had a chance to watch any of those? I actually have watched a few of them, and they are wonderful. The thing that I really enjoy is that they are they're just taking on one project at a time, which is really nice. So if you have a concern about how to lock your slide back or how to sight the gun, those kinds of things, it's just little bite-sized pieces of information so that you're not overwhelmed. And man, she just has an, an easygoing way of presenting things. She's a great instructor. Really wonderful. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think these training videos are extremely invaluable. If anybody is in the Nashville area because you are a firearms instructor, you also work at two of the gun stores, can you just let us know, you know, what the name 
of those are. And if anybody wants to get in contact with you, what your email address is. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. I work at the Nashville Armory in Nashville uh, on Kennelwood Drive. And that email is going to be Cato at NashvilleArmory.com. And then we have a second range down in Franklin. And that I, I work at both. So uh, that email is going to be Cato at ShootFranklin.com. Okay, fantastic. Well, Cato, thank you so much. This sums up our interview. I really appreciate your time. And I hope that you continue to go out there, educate women. And it's great to see the impact that Rose has had on you. Again, thank you so much. Thank you, Ava. I would also like to note that I have a bunch of Rose stuff here in my office to give away. I mean, we're talking about blankets, holsters, hats, you're an eye pro, even a firearm. So Sega's letting me give away a Rose P365. So stay tuned um, to find out how you can win. But in the meantime, check out sigsour.com forward slash Rose. Caldwell, if you want an affordable target for distance shooting that you can put basically anywhere with, you know, little to no setup, check out the 33% pepper popper from Caldwell. Have you ever shot at any of those, Felipe? Like, I no, like no, I don't know. I have not. Oh, I haven't had pleasure. You know, I don't get to play as much as I would love to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Story of my life. Story of my life. I'm telling you. I know. I actually have like a bunch of steel targets from Caldwell in my garage. And I was like, well, and now it's getting cold. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it'll, it'll be a few months before I get to take it out of its package. But the one thing that I do like about Caldwell, though, is like when I decide, like, okay, I want to shoot. It is really easy to just like pick the stuff up, throw it in my car and go to the range and then set it up. It doesn't require like a bunch of tools and stuff, but even more so that 33% pepper popper uh, requires zero setup. And if you guys uh, do three gun, you're probably familiar with it. It's like a, a long skinny silhouette. You know, it's pretty popular. Um, they're selling it for $99. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off, and that is caldwellshooting.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today in Tacti Talk, so Escort unveils the Bull Tack. And I'll be honest, I don't have any experience with uh, the brand Escort, although I've seen it here and there. Felipe, have you had any experience with that brand? Which brand is it again, Eva? Escort. No, they... I haven't played with it much. No. Yeah. No, I, I don't have any there's experience. There's so many out there. It's hard to keep up. I know. And then also, I mean, with the like firearm shortage in 2020, there was like all kinds of companies that I'd never heard of that were popping up or, you know, lots of... Yeah, so, but Escort, to my knowledge, has been around for quite some time now. But anyway, so they're joining the ranks of producers of bullpup shotguns with the new Escort Bulltack. The new shotgun has an 18-inch barrel while only being 27.75 inches overall in length and is capable of running up to 3-inch shells. It includes a fixed-cylinder choke, oxidation-resistant chrome-plated steel barrel, and a detachable carry handle. 
The carry handle gives it an appearance very much like the gun from Alien. The tube holds five shells, more if you run smaller shells. Officially, it runs two to three-fourth and three-inch, but will probably run mini shells as well. It comes equipped with side rails on the carry handle so that you can attach lights or lasers. There's also a removable top rail in the carry handle if you want to add an optic. The upper receiver is an alloy, while the lower is modern polymer. In a lot of ways, it looks kind of like a more ergonomic KSG, but with a single tube and the addition of a carry handle. And then best of all, I'd say is the price. And, you know, because again, so to my knowledge, so Escort is a Turkish made shotgun. And I got to say, like, they've been making some pretty good stuff. Like there's some decent guns that have been coming out of Turkey but anyways, best of all, so MSRP is $249.99, so definitely pretty affordable. Yeah, I'd be interested to get my hands on it just to see how it performs, I mean, especially for that price. Yeah, that's not a bad price. I mean, that's a good deal. I know. And with about an economic shift, I think everyone's going to need one of those. I know, right? <laughs> I know. And then, you know, who knows, like, you know, with everything happening, I mean, it's always good just to have extra guns, especially ones that are reliable. So if it works well, then heck yeah, it seems like a no brainer. Yeah, well, yeah. No, that sounds like good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, maybe I need to get me one too. I know. <laughs> you know what else you should get is a Smith & Wesson MMP 5.7. It's so much fun to shoot. You know, 5.7 obviously doesn't have a lot of recoil, but this gun, the way that they designed it, they designed it really well. It has this like a tempo barrel, which is like a two-part internal rotary lock system where the barrel doesn't move until the bolt's almost out of the barrel. But as a result, wow. I mean, it's like recoil is non-existent. And then it also comes with two, I believe, 20-round magazines. It's nice. optic-ready, great flat face trigger, threaded barrel, so if you want to suppress it. And then MSRP on that is $6.99. If you want to check it out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. That's nice. You know, I feel like the innovation these days is it's getting really, really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, think about it. There's so many manufacturers out there that companies just can't afford to just, you know, stay in one place and continue to just make like what they've been making, especially, no. you know. These are over. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, and even as like, you know, with like peaks and valleys with the gun industry, I mean, if anything, it's great because then I think people sometimes, you know, you never want to get too comfortable. And I think sometimes we might get too comfortable as an industry. And then when we might have a low, it's like, oh, what are we going to do to peak sales? And so, and that's when I think we see the best innovation. So yeah, it's kind of nice. No, it's true. It's very true. I mean, the scene thing, and it's just like that we talked about earlier, it's about the whole sport growing in the demand people are pushing the envelope people want better gear they want better equipment mm-hmm. i see it in pistols we look at the pistols being developed today even rifles even metals i mean you should see some of the metals that are available today that didn't exist say 10 or 15 20 years ago in coatings coatings is such a huge thing now oh i know that- well, i mean even for the glasses you know, where I was like, yes. these lenses, I'm like, you know, they're like, there's a coating between, you know, for like oil and grease resistant. And then yeah. like, I'm like scratch proof. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. It so, is crazy. I mean, it no, is. The, it's technology, just like, the nanotechnology is the thing, right? Because these are all nanotechnologies of what they are. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing what the the stuff that these companies are developing, and I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome as. F- Never mind. AF. Have you ever gone skydiving? No. No, my friends have, my brother, all that good stuff. I've been invited. I will not do that. Okay, so as of fairly recently, I don't know why this is like just coming to news because this happened at the end of April, but a 17-year-old, not only did he skydive in Australia, but he also solved a Rubik's Cube. So he now holds the Guinness World Record for fastest time to solve a rotating puzzle cube waltz in free fall. Okay, now that's... <laughs> okay, so first of all, one, I mean, I don't even know if I'd be able to concentrate while I'm skydiving. Two, never in my life have I solved a Rubik's Cube. Like, the only way that I would have done is if I, like, could peel off the little stickers and change the colors. <laughs> Right. Right. Um, you know, it's funny you said I just saw a Rubik's Cube that had like it's like eight, eight squares that it has like or was it six or that was huge. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, how do you solve that? Wait, that, how, that many, pretty impressive. how many do they usually have? I feel like that's the I only think, ones that I've seen. <laughs> no, no. These have like four rows, right? The normal is four rows. OK. Imagine that it has like six rows. Oh, it's OK. Six by six. I thought you were talking or, about the actual squares. I was like, OK, that doesn't sound bad at all. No, 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 no. I was talking about rows, like the actual yeah. rows, because it's like a four by four. I saw one the other day that's like six by six or seven by seven. It was so many little squares. I went, I was looking and going, damn, that's yeah. impressive. Well, this kid did it in 28.25 seconds, which is very wow. impressive. That is. Yeah. That is that's, yeah, you gotta, that's just, I think that's a gift, right? I think some people just have that gift to be able to just kind of see the colors and see the, yeah. the movement. You know, I got to say, I think when I was young, I used to be okay with one because I used to have one when I was, when I was little, mm-hmm. probably like 12, 13 years old. Nowadays, my son gave me one and I wouldn't even know what the fuck to do with it. I could not solve it. I'm going, you know what? You figure it out. So I, it's, I, it's really funny I got close, but I wasn't able to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, son, you're on, you're on this one, my boy. <laughs> okay. So for Halloween this year, so I, I gave out a mixture of candy and then like lots of little fidget toys. And um, yeah. And so within some of the fidget toys, some of them I kept because I was like, well, this is kind of cool. I mean, yeah, sure. It's for kids. But like, you know, it's kind of cool. But some of it was like, we are kids. I know. And so some of it was like toys that I was like, well, this is kind of fun. But there was a few Rubik's cubes in there. And so I like kind of like shuffled it around and like try to figure it out. Because I'm like, you know, now that I'm older and wiser, let's see if I can figure it out. And I was like, yeah, I don't even stand a chance. Like I couldn't even get one side a solid color. So Forget about doing this while I'm skydiving. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, no skydiving for me. Yeah. I don't right. know. Maybe one of these days I'll do that. I don't know. I I do have a fear of heights, so I don't know if I'll do it. But I mean, I'm only you getting know, older. For me, it's just kind of pushing. You know where it was for me, Eva? Because I'll tell you, I might sound like a pussy, but when I had kids, that was the thing like, you know what? I'm not going to do certain things to possibly things to go wrong. And for me, that not. For me not to be here for them. Yeah. Till they turn twenty. No, so I that's think... kinda of my mental note. That's yeah. kinda of where I'm at. That's why I won't do it. 
No, I think that that's actually really responsible. And I've had a few friends that have done some stuff that were irresponsible. And I was like, you know, as a parent now, like if you have somebody who's relying on you, I feel like you kind of have to, you know, whereas like for me, I don't have any kids, but I am self-employed. And if I get hurt, I don't have workman's comp. (laughs) I don't like I am, you know, I'm the only person that's taking care of myself. So same reason why I haven't gone on a uh, like a scooter or like I haven't done anything that's like too crazy where because I have a long history of like breaking a bunch of bones and stuff like I'm very clumsy. (laughs) And so now it's like a lot of this stuff I avoid if there's a chance that I could get hurt because it's just not worth it. But I do think especially as a parent, you kind of have you know, you've decided to bring, you know, a person into this world and you have a responsibility to take care of them until they're 18. I do. And I actually take that very serious. I spend a lot of time with my kids. And and then for me, it's that. That's I don't want to do, look, living life is dangerous as it is, right? Taking a flight on a business trip is dangerous. Driving on the freeway is already dangerous. So that just being alive, you're already running risk, right? Skydiving, I'm like, look, I can do without it. I don't need to do it. It's not, I don't have an ego to say I did it. I'll just wait. You know, once my kids hit 20 and I feel they can take care of themselves and I've taught them enough for them to be on their own, then I say, fuck it, whatever, let's have some fun. But yeah, I need to be here for that. Yeah. <laughs> that absolutely. Was, that was my mental kind of thing where I'm stuck. So I figured, nah, I'll, I'll leave the skydiving thing alone for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep, I get it. Franklin Armory. Have you ever shot a gun with a binary trigger in it? Binary trigger. What is a binary trigger? Okay, so this is a lot of fun, actually. I think even though I'm I... in the gun market, I mean, there's so many fucking things I don't even know about. I know. But I what is it. a binary Okay, so it so Franklin Armory, they came out with this trigger where when you pull the trigger, it shoots around. Sounds normal, right? But then when you release the trigger, it shoots another round. So for every like normal squeeze of the trigger that you're used to, instead of shooting one round, it's shooting twice, like, you know, double the amount of rounds. And once you get that cadence uh, down, like once you start really pulling on that trigger and you, you know, get kind of like a rhythm to it, you can shoot it incredibly fast. And it's a lot of fun. And so they make it for all kinds of different platforms like AR, AK, uh, 22, I mean, all kinds of stuff, nine millimeter. They even have it for uh, 12 gauge variants. So definitely I would recommend check it out. I kind of want them in like all of my guns because the best part of it is, is like you're not like stuck just shooting binary mode. So if you're like, oh, I want to go back and shoot semi-auto, you can do so just by flip of a switch, just that safety selector, put it back onto semi-auto, and then you're oh. shooting normal again. You're not really, not you know, cool. unless you're like a huge trigger snob, which the trigger, with the trigger, yeah, the trigger is really not bad. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend checking it out. And yeah, so if you use the code AVA, that's like a fun, that, that was pretty cool. I know, I know. If you use the code AVA. I think a- I do want one. Okay, we'll use the code AVA, A-V-A. You're going to get 10% off, and that is franklinarmory.com. And definitely the best money that you've spent in a while where you're going to have fun. I mean, I don't know how much you're going to need a bipod for it because you're not really, you know, (laughs) you're not really shooting accurately, but I think you're going to like it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, that's just kind of putting let down range kind of thing scenario. Yeah, yeah, but that nobody that. For that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but sometimes you need that. Like you ever like have you ever been in a bad mood and you're just like, you know what, I'm just gonna do a quick mag dump, and then you're like, oh, that kind of felt good. Like, oh, many times. Yeah. yeah, I mean, me and my friends, we we go and we we'll just blow shit up. We'll take it a step <laughs> further and put five or ten pounds with a ten right down down ways. Dang. And that uh, oh, listen, it's uh, I love doing stuff like that. It is very much stressful. Yeah, it just felt. Yeah, I think it's just it's fun. Anyways, it is time to wrap up now. So. If you guys enjoy the show, think about supporting it by becoming a Patreon. You could do so by going to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link, make a donation, and then you get access to our Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. Also, Balone Deadline, he's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky Patreon each month. So you can get like an awesome Cerakote job. And then also, I want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Knave. And then, of course, the king of the Patreon is Jon Snow. Thank you guys for that. And then also, Felipe, thank you so much for joining me today, telling us about AccuTech. Can you just remind us once again what that website is? Absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure, obviously, being on the show. And, you know, I feel we should have done a, a giveaway or something. We should have done something. I don't know if we still can. Yeah, we can. But, I don't care. Let's do yeah. it. How about, let's see, how about the the next 10 people to write a review on iTunes will get entered into a drawing? So you have a one in 10 chance of winning. And then what are they going to win? We'll just give them a free uh, BR4. We got the or that's uh, one of our most popular models. We'll do a BR4 bipod. All right. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And if you guys haven't checked out these bipods, uh, you're in for a real treat because it is definitely like nice, you know, high-end quality bipod. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate it. And Yeah, I'll make it fun. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for everything. I appreciate you. And it's, it's a pleasure being on the show. And it's been awesome. Thank you very much. All right, guys, on that note, we're out of here. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.